Hi, my name is Jennifer Thorpe, and welcome to the Pure Social Podcast, a podcast dedicated to educating, enlightening, and empowering others individually and collectively. As we grow and transform, we can impact lives positively and change our world. I am so excited to be back. And I wanted to first begin by thanking you all for continuing to listen. Um, It's been just encouraging. I have exciting news. We just reached over 2,000 downloads. And I've been like, woo, I'm so excited. it's it's been a it's been a good journey in, in itself, but I'm so um, just thankful for your continued support. And I wanted to say that a thousand, a million, a billion times. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, it's truly appreciated, and I look forward to continuing growing, continuing growing in the material that we're putting out, and just really learning more and more about not just as I grow, but just even the audience that I'm um, really working towards. Um, encouraging, inspiring, and empowering. So thank you so much for your support. I know last week we talked a little bit about good character and really about the people that you surround yourself with and how important it is to make sure that the people who have influence over us and that we influence that There is commonality in the goals that we're seeking to achieve and also um, in the characteristics, more importantly, that we would love to obtain and continue to obtain in our lives, in our daily lives. Um, With that being said, I don't know if any of you um, love to read. I know I love to read. I love feeling books right now. I have a book in my hand. It's called Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess, Five Simple Scientifically Proven Steps to Reduce Anxiety, Stress, and Toxic Thinking by Dr. Caroline Leaf. Um, I definitely listen to audio books as well, but I will say there's nothing for me anyway like holding a book in my hand, feeling it, smelling it. I love all that stuff. So for those of you who are like me, shout out. (laughs) But I wanted to um, mention this book to you because it's just really been um, enlightening and very encouraging. And there is... uh, Actually, on page 254 and 255, she really talks a little bit about toxic habits. And human relationships are so important. They're so vital. I've mentioned many times, but we truly are designed for human connection. And we form habits as individuals, and we can easily look at others. But it's so important that we take an honest uh, look at ourselves, that we really really strive to see not only who we are as human beings, but what we also are putting out into the world. And one of the things that I realize is that um, we have habits and habits are basically a regular tendency or practice, something that is very hard for us to give up. It tends to be Obviously, the word habit, obviously, we can think of the word habitual, but it's something that becomes routine. It's very natural. It becomes a part of our style. It becomes a part of our, just a part of our DNA, something that we do over and over again. And with that being said, because we're women and men and children and we're human beings and we're trying to grow and transform, it can be really difficult for us to break habits that are not healthy. It can be difficult to 
even recognize what is considered toxic habits. And so I wanted to just take a few moments and I wanted to read a little bit on page 255 because it's so important that we're able to be alert or to be able to recognize when we are experiencing toxic habits. So one of the things that Dr. Um, Caroline Leaf says, and this is from her book again uh, that I just mentioned, Cleaning Up the Mental Mess. It's on page 255, but I wanted to read these few things to you and then we can kind of have a little brief discussion about this. But ways for you to be able to determine whether or not you have a toxic habit or whether or not um, you have just to kind of be alert to maybe there's something in your character, in your behavior, in your human interaction with others that maybe needs some attention. The first thing she says is you repeatedly hear the same critique from those closest to you. So I want to highlight two things. Repeatedly hear the same critique, repeatedly, and from those closest to you. It's so important that you consider those who are closest to you, that you really think about what they're, what they're saying to you. Because the people who are closest to you tend to have a good pulse, a good reading on maybe some of the characteristics that you're exhibiting on a daily basis. They're the people who tend to know you and they see you at your most vulnerable sometimes. And they're also people who are oftentimes know your story. And so they're not going to just make um, some off the cuff. Hopefully they won't make some off the cuff comments, but that these are things that they're really noticing in you and that they're saying it because they really want you to be able to change from it. Number two, this is what she writes. She says, you find yourself needing to be extra defensive about a certain thing you did or said. So thinking about that, you find yourself needing to be extra defensive. What does that mean? Putting up a wall, maybe explaining something away, um, taking something very personally. Well, why are you saying that to me? What do you mean by that? Um, I didn't mean it that way. You start defending it. You don't understand. So just thinking about um, asking yourself, do you find yourself needing to be extra defensive about a certain thing that you did or said? Number three, you resonate with an insecurity you've noticed in someone else and have tried to fix it in them. You know, this is something that um, many of us can find very hard to um, recognize. It's something that parents can easily do with their children. Um, it's something that we can do in our relationships with our friendships. Um, and our, definitely if we are in a relationship with um, a partner in a marriage, um, it's easy to see the fault in others um, or the insecurity in them. But it's something that you see in someone else and you've tried to fix it in them. So again, you're not focused on yourself, you're avoiding the behavior in yourself, but you're noticing it enough in someone else and also you're trying to fix it. And that fixing piece, oftentimes when we try to fix something, it's because we think it's wrong or we think it's broken. So it's easy for us to recognize something in others, but are we willing to recognize that there is something going on with us that we need to change? Number four, as you develop your self-regulatory skills through using the five steps. So please read this book because there's some five steps that she gives, some really great tools on how to self-regulate. Um, you become aware of toxic habits you have developed. So this is really um, something that I'm not going to give away because I would love for you to really get this book and have a chance to learn from this. But why I read this, though, is because we've talked about some self-regulatory skills. We've talked about what it means to recognize our thoughts, emotions um, on this podcast, you know, some anxieties that we may feel. 
and just being aware of our emotional, mental, um, and spiritual well-being. But you can then become aware of the toxic habits you have developed. We've also talked about giving um, giving words to the feelings that we have. It's hard to explain things if we can't um, say what it is. And so are you aware of toxic habits? Maybe you are emotionally undone because maybe you stuff your emotions and it's hard for you to express yourself and you become emotionally undone. And let me say, um, with that being said, oftentimes culturally, things such as crying, for example, can seem as taboo, can seem like a weakness, can seem, um, uh, there's a lot of negative connotations that can go along with crying. Um, and oftentimes we don't want to release it. We come, we're in a culture many times where whether it's from our family, how we grew up, or even something that we self-impose on ourselves, because it's not always others. As we grow and develop, there are things that happen in our experiences that teach us um, some thought processes and patterns. And so one of the things that I wanted to mention is that it is a normal, natural thing. If you feel like I can't cry, I'm going to tough it out. Um, I'm not going to let anybody see my emotions. But what happens is we stuff. When we stuff our emotions, it is very difficult to have self-regulatory skills. But crying, and I wanted to say this because crying can be something that, even with mental health, crying can be something that is regarded as weakness. But there is strength in it. And there are also benefits to crying. Crying can, um, off the top of my head, it can really allow you to um, soothe yourself, to self-soothe yourself. Um, it can also help you recover from grief. From grief, I'm sorry. It really can help you with your emotional balance. It can um, also help you with releasing um, oxycodone into your body, um, and which is really important because crying has so many benefits. And oftentimes it's a natural way. Those tear ducts are a natural way for us to loosen our muscles, um, to release the tension in our bodies. And it really does give us an opportunity to kind of just calm down. And so there are some benefits to that. And so, you know, as humans, we have tear ducts for a reason. And for those of you who have a hard time crying, I will say for me, anyone who knows me close, um, it took me years to be okay with crying. And I'm talking about into my early 30s. And even then I struggled. Um, I didn't cry often. So oftentimes I would feel like um, as a little personal tidbit. I would feel like I can't cry and literally like I can't cry, like I have nothing coming out. And that's okay too. Um, so I'm not saying um, for those of you who don't cry, make yourself cry either. I don't want the pendulum to swing on the other side. But being in tune with your emotions, being in tune with what you're feeling, and it's so important to allow yourself to feel because when we don't, what the what comes of that is anger, um, tension, um, tightness, and it's almost like an, uh, we put ourselves in a position where if we don't handle these emotions that come our way, eventually we're going to burst, we're going to pop. And so I want to just encourage you that whatever you're feeling is normal and that it is so important for you to be able to develop skills where you allow yourself to feel, where you allow yourself to either write to be able to determine what it is you're feeling, whether you need to exercise, whether you need to meditate, breathe, whatever those skills are that allow you to really be able to um, experience your emotions and be able to recognize toxic thinking, that's going to be really helpful for you.
Uh, number five, what she says here, and I love this, it says, you notice a pattern of people reacting negatively to something you've said or done. And so sometimes people won't tell you what you've done. Uh, because again, we're living in a world where we either are expressive or we hold back. But there is such a thing as body language. So maybe someone will make a facial expression. You might notice they might pull away. They may change the subject. They, there may be a shift in the, in the mood, in the air. There may be a shift in what's happening around you. But there's a negative response to something you've said or done. Like you notice a pattern to that. You might notice that in your relationship. You might notice your partner may not want to have a conversation with you. They may want to avoid. They might conflict avoid with you. Um, you may notice that with your kids. You may notice them shutting down. You may notice them getting really quiet. Um, some other things that can be noticeable is... People may not want to come around you in other situations. They may not feel safe. And so you'll see some maybe there could be cowering. Even if you have an animal and you're yelling, your dog may cower. So these are all things that, you know, can literally be signs to you. And sometimes if someone doesn't say it, then it can be, um, unfortunately, easier to disregard. But it is so important. It is vital that you are in tune with how people are reacting to you. They, all, they also may react with words. They may react in anger. They may react and they might push back. But they may not necessarily say, when you said this or when you did this, that really hurt me. And so the last thing that I'll mention that I love from this book, it says, you notice a pattern as you start keeping a journal or thought diary. I am a big advocate for writing. Writing is very crucial. It is important. Um, and if you're not a writer, I will say video. You can do like a video for yourself. You can keep vlogs. Um, you can also do a voice recording. Something that just really allows you to put your feelings out there. If you have a faith-based background, you know, even just being spiritual, being in tune with, you know, God or a higher power, praying, even just hearing yourself and praying out loud, hearing what's going on in your heart and your mind can help you be in tune and help you notice a pattern. But when you have it written down or when you have a video, it's something for you to go back to. And what I like about this last tip that she gives is that you're able to go back and you're able to see, okay, this is something that I'm noticing. So for example, you may notice that you are overreacting negatively. Maybe you're noticing that you're, that you're yelling um, at people when you're in traffic or you're yelling um, when you come home. Maybe you're noticing that you are um, critical. Maybe you're noticing that you're, um, that you're a pessimist. Maybe you're noticing that you are inflicting harm that maybe the things you're saying aren't beneficial. Maybe you're so optimistic that you really haven't listened to what someone has said. Maybe those are things that you'll notice as you're writing. You might write down, oh, my friend mentioned she didn't feel heard. And as you go back and you think through that scenario, you might realize, well, you know what? I really didn't listen. I was so busy thinking I was encouraging her. And yet I didn't listen that she just needed me to kind of be quiet and not say anything. And so these can be little examples. But this is so important because as I think through today and I think through the habits we form are really who we are. It's what we do day in and day out. And so it's important to take 
an inventory of the behavioral patterns that we exhibit. And it's also important to make sure that we give ourselves a space to heal, um, that we give ourselves a space to be able to talk things through and to be able to connect with one another. So I wanted to share... Before I go, I wanted to share one of the things that I love about this book, Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess by um, Dr. Caroline Leaf, is that it does give some simple ways to be able to become more in tune with your thinking pattern, to become more in tune with the things that stress you out, to become in tune with toxicity, and also with the things that can make you feel so anxious. And... One of the things I've been realizing, even with myself, is that I, and maybe you can relate, I want to control different things. I want so desperately to have control. I want to be able to uh, make sure that, you know, life is going great. Like many of you, I don't want to experience um, pain, and I and I, I really, really, really hate. I hate to say that word, hate, but I but it's it's a strong word, and it is true. I do not like to see my children hurt, um, or my husband hurt, um, and definitely my friends and my loved ones and my family. And I was thinking about this podcast. I had a family member who's been hurt and had to do a surgery. Um, And it's been um, hard to be distant and then also trying to figure out how to meet those needs. Um, Had another situation come up just recently where um, it looks like there's going to be some healing involved for a loved one. There's going to be some grief that will need to be worked through. Um, And I have to say, it's very hurtful. And it, it overwhelms me like you just don't want to see the people that you love hurt. And even as I want to be a help, I have to think about what are the things that I'm saying? Do I need to be quiet right now? Do I just need to hold someone's hand? Do I need to talk it through? Um, what are the behaviors in me? Because so often when we want to help, oftentimes we can go in with what's going to make us feel better. And so with that being said, as I think through these characteristics, as I think through, um, you know, even the emotions that I feel, because when we watch other hurt, it is so hurt and it can be so hurtful for us as well. But I need to really make sure for myself that I am doing an inventory of my own emotions, that I'm doing an inventory of how I'm coming across, that I'm doing an inventory of my behaviors and are they being beneficial to others? And not just in my home, but in my workplace, um, with my family, with my extended family, with my friends, um, in my community. And so I really wanted to encourage you that we have so many great characteristics. You know, you are enough You are more than enough. You are worthy of love. I hope that you feel um, just accepted and encouraged in your daily life. I also want to encourage you, though, that it's okay to look at the areas of your life, to be able to look at the habits that you've developed, and to be able to see what are the tendencies that I have in my life that are not helpful. And I want to encourage you that when you do that, you invoke change. And change is a good thing, especially when it benefits you and those around you. And so I want to encourage you and I hope that I um, can inspire you to take an inventory of yourself. Ask yourself, what are the habits that are being um, developed in your life? What are the habits, what are the go-to habits that you go to when you are experiencing hurt, pain, fear, rejection? What do you do 
Do you really look for a way to express those emotions in a healthy way? Do you look for, again, thinking of the people that we're around, do you look for people who are going to help you through that process? Do you seek help even professionally if you realize that's really what I need? Then that's okay. Or do you do things that are going to be harmful? And so this is just a time for us to really take um, a great assessment. And hopefully those questions that I asked um, by Dr. Caroline Leaf, hopefully those are some really good tips as well for you to kind of give you a starting point to really ask yourself, what are my habits? Are there toxic habits there? And if so, am I able to recognize them? And if you recognize them, you will be able to change them. And that's what I want to encourage you with today. Change is something that is um, powerful and it leads to transformation. Um, Again, the last thing I will say is that as human beings, we are designed for connection. We are designed for interaction. The people we are around are important and they do matter. But you spend more time with yourself than you do anyone else. And when you're all alone, it is so true. You are who you are. And eventually, those characteristics will spill out into others. And so my hope is that, not that we strive for perfection because no one is perfect, but my hope is that we embrace the characteristics in us that are wonderful, that are great, that are kind, that are uplifting, not only for ourselves and others, but that we have the courage and the strength to look at the things that are not helpful, that can be toxic, so that together we can continue to grow and be transformed. Thank you so much for listening. Um, Again, I'm so excited for the downloads that have been happening. Thank you for your continued support. I cannot express enough how incredibly grateful I am, and I really do look forward to my upcoming podcast on imposter syndrome. It fascinates me. I'm so looking forward to my guest who's going to be coming on. And I'm really looking forward to some of the um, upcoming guests that I have as well coming on. Thank you again. And I really do, if anything else, more than anything, I'm so excited that we get to grow together. Have a wonderful day. I hope today's podcast was thought-provoking and helpful. If you want more information, be sure to visit my website, thepuresocialblog.com. Sign up for my weekly newsletter and follow me on social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Also, I would love to hear about what resonates with you and what may have inspired you. Please leave a review and spread the word about this podcast. Thank you.